0: One paragraph left in 119b5. Actually, it's almost the, the, the whole right column in 119b5. So, so far we saw many different teachings explaining why was the temple destroyed, the first temple. Now, the last one, and then we're gonna move on in, in the next Mishnah. Beamar Robe and Rob said Loh Jerusalem Jerusalem was destroyed only because people of truth had disappeared from it. We're going to see people of truth it really means people that are honest. There were no more honest people in Jerusalem. How do we know that? Shenemar. Search in the open places of Yerushalayim, meaning to say in the market places, and see now and now, and see in it, in its streets. Hashem, God is saying, if you will find a man, if there is one who dispenses justice, who seeks the truth and will forgive her. In other words, the verse is telling us that the reason why God destroyed the temple, because there were no honest people. There was no man who dispenses justice or who seeks the truth. Says the Gemara, Aini, e is this is true? Can this indeed be so? They of Katina, but we're gonna find a teaching of Rabbi Katina saying the opposite says even at the time of the downfall of Shayamana, but there still were people that were trustworthy because look in this following verse when a man will grab hold of his brother of the house of his father. Meaning to say like a relative, like you, um, Ishai, I will not remind me your name. It's Josiah uh, Like you're Yosha and Shmuel. And Nisim, good to see you, Nisim. We are to, we're still at the end of 119b5. So uh, the Pasuk says that if somebody would ask somebody, to a relative and tell him have you have a garment to be achieved upon us and now that Gemari is going to explain it doesn't really mean literally like a garment really means is a metaphor for Torah learning. meaning to say matters of Torah concerning which people cover themselves up as with a garment meaning to say people were embarrassed to admit they didn't know Torah. So people would show externally as if they knew, pretending to withhold the answer from the questioner because they cannot answer it, but they really didn't know. So when people would ask, tell me, do you really know Torah? Are are the Torah found in your hand? And there are... and this stumbling block the gemon is going to explain in the next page why the Torah is considered a stumbling block so when people would ask them is this stumbling block meaning to say the Torah under your hand that means that meaning to say since you are a knowledgeable person let the teachings of Torah be under your hand and we're going to make you achieve upon us now, the, the, the Gemara now is going to explain why the Torah is considered a stumbling block. So, says the Gemara, we're starting page 120. It matters that people do not fully grasp unless they first stumble over them. So, meaning to say, don't expect... To be successful in Torah learning at the first time, you're gonna to have to stumble and make mistakes until finally you get it. The Torah is so deep and so difficult; it requires effort. So it requires people to stumble and try again, and stumble and try again until you get it. Maybe it's a good excuse for me that sometimes you find in the shear that I stop in the middle and say, "Hold on." I don't get this. That's the only way to go about it. Unless you are, even, even with the Agamoraim, like we're going to find even with the Tanaim, actually, today's that we're going to find two Amoraim making a mistake. So the Torah is not so, so easy to grasp. But anyway, just back into the Drasha, so when people would ask in Jerusalem to somebody, listen, you, seems to be, you seem to be like a Torah scholar. Please come and be our chief Because these things are to be found in your hands and therefore we implore you be a chief upon us and you know what people would say the other one that Was supposed to be the chief would answer Isaba Ma'ulemog lo'yejo He shall raise up an oath he would promise and he would say sorry, I will not be a ruler we're gonna to see when to the word "chovesh" is somebody that is kept away somewhere, but over here, over there, over here is in the context. I won't be ruling over you, and in my house there is no bread and no garment. That's the rest of the verse. The Gemara is gonna explain what does that mean. And in my house there's no bread and no garment. Do not install me as the chief of the people, meaning to say again. We find in this verse, that at the time of the destruction of the first temple, when people would see somebody that seems to be like a Victorian scholar, and they will offer him a position, come and be a rabbi, the person is going to say, no, I'm not in the level. So we see there were honest people at the time of the, at the, time of the destruction of the temple. How can rabbis say that the temple was destroyed because there was no honest people? Just to finish this teaching. The Gemara explains, whenever you find in the verse the word Isa, it's an expression of promising. As we find it in the Third Commandment, of the Ten Commandments, and you shall not rise the name of Hashem, your God in vain. So, so what did it mean, this phrase, that I will be, not be a ruler, it means to say, I was not accustomed to be from those that shot themselves in the house of study, meaning to say have I have not been diligent with my studies. And what did the verse mean when it said in my house there's no bread and there's no garment? He meant to say, is a metaphor that people would say, No, have neither in my hands knowledge of the text of the Torah, none of the Mishnah, of the Talmud. So therefore, despite his appearances that he is really a great scholar, he would answer, I'm disqualified to be the instructor of Torah. So we see from this that even in the hour of Jerusalem's downfall, when he lacked the true scholars, the people uh, though, the people thought to be scholars who were offered positions of authority, on that account were honest enough to admit that they like the necessi- the necessary knowledge to fill the position so thus it is evident that even at that time there were people that were honest and this is the, 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 the teaching of rabbi katina so how come robert said that the temple was destroyed because there were people that were not trustworthy now the gemara says how can you prove from this verse Umimai that Dilma uh, maybe people deny the position not 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 out of honesty but rather the the if people, the, if people would ask them questions maybe they would say no, I'm sorry I don't know so. How do you know that the fact that they didn't want to accept the position is out of honesty maybe it was out of embarrassment so thinking, no, no. "No, if people weren't honest they could always accept the position to be a rabbi and when people would ask him questions they can always say oh i forgot it but if they went out of the way to say you know what i never learned. i'm not ready you see there's a level of honesty So the Gemara says, yeah, you know, white lokasha. And you're right. In the statement of Rabbi Katina, they were definitely honest concerning matters of Torah. Meaning to say, people were honest to say, I really don't know the Torah. But regarding the other teaching of Rove, that the temple was destroyed because people weren't honest, that's regarding business. So when it came to business, people would cheat, people would lie, people would steal, and that was the cause of destruction of the second, of the first temple. Okay, let's move on to the next Mishnah. Matilim Salamale Kikaro is, what can you save if a house is getting burned? So one might save a basket full of loaves. And even if it has so much bread that it can feed a hundred meals. The Gemoye is going to question that we saw a couple of missions ago, you can only save for three meals. How can over here you can save for a hundred meals? Also, with de Vela, you can save a round cake of pressed figs, the have and a bottle of wine, even though these are much more... Of the need for only three meals now what about the rest of the food again the Mishnah is talking in a case where a house is getting burnt it caught fire and you can only save limited amounts of food and you have a whole cupboard full full of food so you can say you can tell other people hey guys come Come and save food for yourselves. Vima The Gemara is going to explain what does it mean, the continuation of the Mishnah, and if these people were wise, or they might make a recording with him after the Shabbos whatever they want to charge for helping him. The Gemara is going to clarify it's not so clear in the Mishnah, what the Mishnah means. Next page. To where all these items that so far we saw in many Mishnayos can be taken. Lechatzedame oireves, Only to a courtyard that an Eruv was made. So we spoke about it. When it comes to a Sefer Torah, there's opinions even if it wasn't properly with an Eruv. If it's only rabbinical forbidden, you can take it out to save the Sefer Torah. But when it comes to food, you can only take out food if it's a proper courtyard with an eruv that even rabbinically you'll be allowed to carry. Okay? Bembecero, Bembecera says, We saw also regarding the Sefer Torah, Bembecera was more lenient, so also regarding food. He said, even if there's not an eruv as long as it's only a rabbinical prohibited, you could carry it from your house to there. And continuing with the first opinion, uh, speaking about, uh, according to the sages, to courtyard with an eru or to bebezera without an eru. Also over there you can take out <clears throat> utensils that there are the needs for the three meals, like you can take out plates and cups and all that. Now, regarding clothing, we're going to see a bigger leniency. Regarding clothing, especially according to the first opinion, you can put on as many clothes as you want. You can put a jersey and a jacket and a coat and a raincoat and everything and just walk to the public, uh, to, 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 to the courtyard. <clears throat> okay. And you might, you might put on all the clothing that you can wear, and wrap yourself with any garments you want to wrap yourself, and walk out of the house with them on Shabbos. Rabbi Yehazi is more stringent. Omer. Shmon Kelim. In those days, and at the end of this uh, Gemara of the Mishnah, the Gemara is going to explain what what were the 18 garments that was the wardrobe that a person would wear at once. Only that you can take out, according to Rabbi Yossi, only 18 garments. According to the Chachamim, you can take everything, one on top of the other. What is the argument? According to the Chachamim, it's not considered caring. You're wearing it, you wear it, twenty jackets. Okay, you're wearing them. According to Rabbiosi, that's not considered wearing; that's considered carrying, and therefore you shouldn't. Okay, only eighteen. And the and according to the Rabbis, you can go back. Actually, this might be. An, um, there's a machlakis between Rashi and other Rishonim. If that, this last part of the Mishnah is only according to the Rabbanan, the, the Chachamim, the sages, or even according to Rabbi Yossi. So, a person goes in and out to put on more clothing or go out. And also, regarding clothing, a person can tell other people, come and save clothing together with me. So, if he's not... Able to take all his clothing, he cannot just carry the clothing, he has to put them on, and let's say he has five pairs of shoes. So he can tell people, Come, guys, without shoes, come uh, and, and, and put on shoes and walk, walk with shoes, wearing my shoes to the public domain, not public, to the, to the Hadzer, to the courtyard with the Neruf. Okay. Says uh, Gemora. The Gemara initially is going to find the challenge that in a previous Mishnah They only permitted to take out Bread for three meals and this Mishnah says you can take out a basket even for a hundred meals is a contradiction Says the Gemara the no more than three meals So the Gemara says Abarabune lakasha. We can answer in, the, in this following way can be at seal in our mishnah that you can take even up to a hundred mils so even more when it comes to say meaning to say to remove a basket which is already full with them meaning to say if you have a complete basket if you have a basket so if the bread is already there you can just take it out you don't need to start counting off on one mil two mil three million and, and take out the rest the whole thing is your, your house is getting burnt so we want you to take things as soon and as fast as possible so take a basket it's already the, the food is over there but in the previous mishnah that he speaks about only three meals it can beba when the person is coming <clears throat> to bundle meaning to say over there the bread wasn't already together you need to start putting bread inside so if you start need to start putting bread inside only take bread for three meals and get out of there that is one answer when it comes simply to save a basket of food so take the basket who cares how many loaves are there even for 100 meals when it comes to bundle <laughs> you can only bundle for three meals. That is one answer. A second answer in the seeming contradiction between this Mishnah and the previous Mishnah, Rabba Baba Zavna Kapel. no, even both Mishnas can be dealing with people coming to put in food. <clears throat> and there's a difference. Look, Asha the Mishnah that allows to take out even for a hundred meals even you have to start putting into the garment if it's for, for, for the closest courtyard to your house that you're just putting and getting out right here but the one that says only three meals if you need to move it to even a different to a further away courtyard so, therefore, they limit only for three meals. Okay. Now, clarifying this alaha, meaning to say that when you bring a garment and you make a bundle of how many food you're going to put in there. So, if one is his clock on the ground, and you're gonna bundle food and place it on the clock. And again, do more and more. My, what is alaha? According to what we saw as an answer between those two mishnas Kevale atzil dami. Again, so if you're gonna extend one garment, one robe, and put all the food in one robe and bundle it and take it out. So, one, only one garment is that considered as if they were already in one basket and therefore you can take out even bread for a hundred meals or no when the Mishnah said you can take out even for a hundred meals was in the case when they were already in one basket and just leave the basket and go out but when you need to come and start putting them into the garment then you cannot. So how do we know what is the limitation? The Gemara is going to answer that. From the fact that Rove said regarding the following teaching, that Rab we're going to see the Gemara is going to quote a Brisa that we saw previously, and we're going to see that according to Rove. The ruling that Rav Shizvi said in the Beta Midrash or Chiza was a mistake. So from Rabbi we learn how how we answer your question. So let's see what happened with Rav Shizvi in the Beta Midrash or Chiza. So Rav Shizvi Rav Shizvi Le Chiza Vidalash uh, Rav Shizvi misled Chiza. And he said the following in Russia, regarding a brisa that we saw previously, that if there was a bottle of wine that broke in the roof of your house, and now the wine is leaking through the roof, the brisa said that you can bring a vessel, and put it down to collect the wine, as long as you don't bring a second vessel. That is the price. So, on that, Shizvi added that uh, vessel that you're allowed to bring only one. To, to contain the wine leaking from the roof. Rabbi Shisby said, but cannot, it cannot be bigger than the amount of wine that a person is gonna drink for three meals on Shabbos. You cannot bring a huge barrel of wine to try to, to rescue all the wine that's leaking from your barrel. According to Rabbi Shizbi, you can only bring wine for three meals, okay? And on that, Robert said, that's not truth. It's a mistake. We're going to see soon from where did Robert know that that was a mistake. So says the Gemara, from the fact that Robert disagreed with Rav Chisby, and according to Rabe, you are not limited how big is the vessel to rescue the wine. Can even be for the entire bottle. For a hundred meals, you are still allowed. So we see from Robe is the same thing. Just like in the case of the wine, you can bring a barrel to save wine even for a hundred meals. In the initial question, you're gonna bring a robe and you're gonna start putting bread on it and take it in one robe to the street, even for a hundred meals would be permitted. So we see Shmami Na Tzil Dami. You learn from Rove that it's like the one that comes in the Mishnah to save a basket that has already previously contained bread. The Dami and therefore it can be permissible. So the Gemara says, and how did Rove knew this <clears throat> regarding wine? Amalhmarizad asked Robe Maiteusa, why is the mistake? How do you know that Ravshiz teaching was a mistake? From the continuation of the Braysad, the Ketani, Starev. The Brays said, It's permitted to contain the wine leaking in one container, in one vessel. As long as you don't bring a second vessel next to it. Either in the middle or the, or the height of the roof. Two vessels you cannot. One vessel, it's okay. So since says udeloi. You see from the Braisa, uh, what it is forbidden? A second vessel is forbidden. A uh, but in the first vessel, the price will never get a limit how much wine you can rescue. So therefore, that, Rav Shisby said, there could only be wine for three meals. It's a mistake. Okay. Going back to the Mishnah. The Mishnah says, and a round cake of pressed figs. And then the Mishnah says, that the person tells other people, come and save it for yourselves. And if they were wise, they make a reckoning with him after Shabbos for the wages as laborers. <laughs> so so they can, what is going to ask? Heshbon, my Videte, What do you mean? That the guys took out food for themselves. And then after Shabbos, he says, okay, guys, give me back my food. Let's say this guy had bottles of whiskey. They were a uh, blue green label. And these guys took all that whiskey for themselves. So the Mishnah says, after Shabbos, the owner comes and says, okay, guys, give me back my whiskey. And how much you want to charge me for doing your work of taking out the whiskey? What are we talking about? The food was already Efker, meaning to say ownerless. So they can even keep the food. They don't have to return all the whiskey and all the cakes and all the nachos—they can just keep it for themselves. There's two opinions. Look in the footnote. Why is it afker? According to Rashi, because he declared it afker. Afker means honorless. According to Rashi, he declared it afker. He said, "Listen, guys, my food is gonna get burnt Come and take whatever you want." So it's afker. It's honorless. According to other Rishonim. No, even without him saying anything, <laughs> the fact that he's going to get burnt and the hachamin didn't allow him to take more, that in itself already makes it honorless. But the question is, why do they have to return the food and then just charge for the work? Omar Abhiza, said, They don't have to. The Mishnah is just speaking about pious people, meaning to say, if they want to keep it, they can keep it. It belongs to them. But if they are nice people, they are Hasidim, they are pious people, and they want to return the food, they can return the food and just ask the person, okay, but pay me, I work for you half an hour, I charge 60, 100 Rand for half an hour of work. challenge, Rav Hasid Yagra, the <throat> Shabbos, Shakli. You're calling these people Hasidim, the vote people, and they're going to charge for working on Shabbos? We're talking Jewish people? And they're going to come and say, listen, pay me a hundred run for what I work on Shabbos? So where is the Hasidus? <coughs> okay, so there's a difference between a Hasid and a Ile Shamaim. This says they are not devout, they are not Hasidim, they are Yirei Shammayim. Yirei Shammayim is people that they want to do what the Torah says, they are Tzaddikim, they're going to follow the Torah, but they're not Hasidim. So therefore, they don't care to make an income on Shabbos. When? Because over here is permitted. It's only forbidden to make an income on Shabbos when you make a contract. But over here, there was no contract and they already worked. Even though it wasn't Shabbos, according to Allah, they can't just yes, charge. So they are either Shamayim. So, from one hand, they don't want to benefit from others. And that's why they, they don't want to keep the food. The food doesn't belong to them. But these people follow the, 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 the right thing to do and also they are not willing to work for free so therefore and this is what the Mishnah meant and if they are wise what do you mean to say they are wise that in such a situation that in such a situation to charge is not considered Shabbos wages and therefore is permitted to charge then they can make a reckoning with the owner after Shabbos for the wages they, they don't want to keep the food because it doesn't really belong to them. Even the green label um, Johnny, uh, Johnny Walker, very expensive, doesn't belong to them. They want to give it back, the Yerushalayim. They said, but at the end of the day, I was working for half an hour, pay me that. And if they pick him, they know the aloha, that is permitted. Okay, continues the Mishneh. says beleh hamatzilin now where can they bring this so according to the haham in tanakama only if they they have an eruv, and according to ben to ben becerra even without an arrow and then regarding clothing they they can wear anything according to tanakama so according to the Chohomim, and they may put all that they can wear and tell others, come and save things with me. <laughs> sorry. So the Gemara says, Mashna Acha. Why over here, in the case of the food, sorry, the Ilachem, why in the case of the fool he said, Come and take for yourselves. Um, And why in the case of the garments, he told them, the Mishnah says, come and save with me. Why regarding food says, come and save for yourselves. Regarding the garments, he said, come and save with me. says, regarding food, the Mishnah says, come and save for yourselves because we already said that when the food is scattered a person can only save food for three meals so the rest of the food cannot be saved for him and that's why he has to say come and save for yourselves regarding clothing what does it say come and save with me because regarding clothes he can wear many different clothes clothes for the entire day he could wear this this suit go to the street take it out come in wear a different suit so therefore there's no limit and that's why regarding clothing he says come and take out together with me tanabana regarding this teaching is brought in a price one may put on clothing and take out and then take them off in the street and goes back into the house. And again, he puts them on in the house, goes out and takes it out in the street. And even the entire day, he can go in and out to take as many clothes as he can before everything gets burned. Rabbi, this is the very Meir. This is the pin of Yoisi mayor. Rabbi Yoyzi says, no, as we saw in the Mishnah, according to Rabbi Yoisi, a person can only take out 18 garments. So what is this 18 garments? So, says the Mishnah, the brisa, these are the 18 garments. Mik, uh, un kolin ufunda. A cloak, uh, an outer coat, and an outer belt. Kalbuz shel pishdan pechaluk. A linen, doublet, a tunic, ve a pillow, a robe, u mafoiles, a kerchief, to grab around the head, u shnei sefarkin, and two leg bands, v shnei menalim, and two shoes, u shnei ampilaoiz, and two socks, Ushne Pargod two gaiters, the Hagore Shibemosnab, and the belt on his loins, the kova shiboshoi, and the hat on his head, the sudar shibzavaroi, and a scarf around his neck. Rabishimomenana soime, Rabishimana says, Porsi if again a house is in fire on Shabes, we may spread a kid's hide algebei over a carriage, a trunk, or a closet, a cupboard, in which fire has taken hold. Why? Because the hide singes, but does, does not burn. So we're talking, look in the food are uh, still wet, uh, not finished hide, is moist, and because of that, he won't catch fire. So that's why he, he can put it on top of this to save it from getting burned. And a person may make a partition in the path of the fire with all kinds of vessels, whether full or empty. You take pictures and you put them like a wall to block the fire, not to keep on going throughout the house. You cannot go with your hands and put off the fire. But you can put a line of, of vessels to block the fire from going across. And it doesn't matter whether they're empty or full of water. And even if the if the fire breaks them full of water, and then the water is gonna put off the fire, that is called that's called indirect putting of fire, which is permitted according to this first opinion, which is Rabishima Menanas. Bihuselo Tabaratleika. So, the fire should not be able to pass beyond. But again, Rabbi Yossi is stringent, and he prohibits doing with new earth and vessels filled with water. Why? If they are new, because they won't be able to withstand the fire. And they're going to burst and extinguish the fire. So, if they are already being used, earthenware vessels that you already had cooked with them they already absorb the heat and all that so if the fire comes and they're full of water they won't break but if they are new and they haven't been used with with the with hot water when the fire gets to them they're going to explode and you're causing the water inside of them to to put off the fire the gemara is going to explain Yossi's opinion Okay, Ex- explain the game Let's say we're not dealing now in the, in the case where your house was getting burnt. Let's say you're, you're a talis. Let's say you left a heater, now there's winter in your house, and you have to be careful, but let's say that your garment caught fire in, the, in, in one of the sides. Okay? So, you can pour water in the other side of the garment, so therefore the fire won't consume the entire garment. And then, if the fire gets extinguished, it's extinguished on its own, and that is permitted. The Gemara is going to challenge this teaching. My CV says, Abraisa. Talis shahaz va'aur, if there was a garment that caught fire in one side. a person might unfold it, and if he wants, he can even put it on. Then kavsa, and if by that gets extinguished, that's okay, it's extinguished. likewise, if you have a Torah scroll that caught fire in one of, the, of its sides, You can unroll it you don't have to read it, but you can start reading from it and because you extended it The fire won't be able to continue and the fire is going to get extinguished fine. That is okay So says the Gemara So the brides are dealing with the fire only in this more indirect manner but Rav said that you can take water and pour in the other side of the garment that for sure you can't so how can I view the name, in the name of Rav said that is permitted says the Gemara yeah that is the opinion of Ravishimo Menanas. He, he is the first opinion in the Mishnah that he also permits to put a, to cover a, a, a chest or covered or a closet with the with the um, with the um, hind I call it with a with a piece of a with a hind of an animal and that is okay with a hide hide to prevent it from spreading over it says the Gemara but hold on Rabbishima bananas stated in the Mishnah that you can use the kids hide because it singe, it singes and prevents the fire from spreading further. But Garam kibui miomar, but did he ever said that it's permitted to actually cause the extinguishment of the fire? That he never said. The Gemara says, "In for sure, yes, is safe. How do we know that? From the fact, what was the last case of the Mishnah? That Rabbi Yossi said, the Rabbi selvi The Rabyosi prohibits putting a partition with new earthenware vessels filled with water. Because they cannot withstand the fire, they're gonna burst open and thereby extinguish the fire. So this is only Rabbi Miklal de Tanakama But we infer from that that the first opinion, which is Rabbi Shimo Menanas, would say that it's permitted. So we see just like Rabishimo bananas would permit to put earthenware vessels, even if they are new, full of water and the fire is going to break them and the water is going to come out and extinguish the fire so he would hold the same thing over here that you can put water in one side of the garment and even if the fire comes and is going to go off, it's the same thing and when it comes with the height of the kid, the goat to put in on top of the chest, he meant not only because the hide is going to no, cinch, no. It's because the hide is going to completely protect for the covered of the chest not to get burnt. Okay. Dona and the rabbi stood in a shall give a tabla. If you have a candle on top of a board, this is a chidush for me and you need the board, you need to use the table or whatever. You can shake the board and let the lamp fall down. And even if the lamp is gonna get extinguished, it's okay, it's not a problem. Look in the footnotes, we're talking either where there was hardly any oil left, there was no more oil left, or it was a wax candle. Because to take oil out of a candle, that you cannot but if it's not left no oil left over or just a wax candle and falls on as long as you don't intend to put the candle off this brisa says it would be okay Amri devi they will have a another price of the economy of the arabiana i meshoher. Um, no i'm sorry this is explaining this previous brisa that brisa that says the you may shake off the lamp and carry the board. It's only in a case where he forgot to remove the candle before Chavez from the board because he needed to use the board. But if a person on purpose intentionally left the lamp on top of the board, you cannot move it because. Allegedly, this is considered to become a base to the forbidden object and therefore is muxer and they will be forbidden to move it another price if you have a candle a lamp that is behind a door you might open and, and close the door normally and even the flame is extinguished by the wind it doesn't matter so again you, you have a candle but close to the window or to a door and you need to be opening and closing even if the wind is going to put off your candle it's okay this is this brisa light but rab said no we are not pasking we don't follow that brisa how can you open and close a door and maybe be the reason of causing a fire to go off Omer Rabina lerabacha b'eder Rabe. V'amer la rabacha b'eder Rabe lerabashi. There are two opinions: whether it was Rabina that said to rabacha the son of Rabe, or there was maybe rabacha the son of Rabe who said to rabashi. My time, la it le Rab. Why did Rab condemn this ruling? Ilan, amir shon dezavar lake If it's because Rab holds, as we saw many times in this Gemora lake Rab that holds that davar shenu miskaben asur. That something that's unintentional still is prohibited and this brysa that said is permitted as long as you don't have the intention to put off the fire follows rabbi shimon that holds that unintentional act is permitted so says he they ask rab like rabbi yuda just because rab holds like rabbi yuda and, and not like rabbi shimon called the son like rabbi shimon is a reason for us to condemn anybody that would like to hold like Rabbi Shimon? that doesn't make sense so he responded Omarle, oh, no! even Rabbi Shimon would agree that in this case should be forbidden why? because Shimon we saw this many times that concedes that in a case that is an inevitable that's going to happen, even according to Rishimon, would be forbidden. So re- remember, Nisim Shmuel and Josia, y- y- that even if you don't have the intention, enemy's cabin, but it's going to happen, you open the fridge, you left the light of your fridge on, and now you open the door of the fridge to take out food. Even if you don't care if the light goes on or not, but it's for sure going to happen, it's forbidden, even without intention. So that's why Rabbi Behez said it's forbidden, because even if you hold like Rabbi Shimon, and when you open the door, you have no intention for the wind to blow, to blow out your candle. Nevertheless, since it's inevitable, it's going to happen, it's going to be forbidden but from that we see if it's not inevitable it's going to happen if you can open the door and maybe the 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 fire is a big chance it won't go off then it would be okay but we're going to see that topic just now so I'm a review the says a person may open the door opposite a bonfire on Chavez and even though the wind is gonna blow and is gonna fan the fire, according to viuda, it's permitted. La Italia abaya, abaya condemns that. Says so no, it's forbidden. So says the Gemara Kenan, which is the case we're dealing over here? if we're dealing in a case that is an ordinary wind coming and blowing outdoors, so Maytaba demand you answer why is the reason of abai who prohibits opening the door if an ordinary wind blowing through a door does not commonly as, uh, accelerate the fire so therefore what should be forbidden and if we're dealing with an extraordinary wind that for sure is going to funnel the fire why would the reason be that the overview that would say is permitted actually we're dealing in the case of an ordinary wind. Marsav argazinen, I buy that we make a decree to prohibit. Why? In case when there would be a wind that is strong. So, therefore, even with a normal wind, you shouldn't do it. And the other master you, the holes that no, that if there's a normal wind, and that normal wind, one, I say funnel. The bonfire, then that would be okay. However, look in the footnote number 13 if there's no wind at all, it's certainly permitted to open the door. Now, let, let, let me keep on reading footnote number 13. In the case of a lamp, the concern was only for extinguishing the fire because a lamp's flame does not burn more intensely as a result of being fanned as those with a uh, wood fire. On the other hand, a large wood fire is not distinguished by a wind blowing on it. Thus the concern in that case is only of accelerating the fire. So there's a little bit of a difference between the previous case of the candle and this case of a bonfire. Okay. Then the Gemara brings the last part of the Mishnah. The last part of the Mishnah said, Oisimechitz, etc. We might make, make a partition in the path of the fire with all kinds of vessels, whether full or empty. And the Yosef prohibits doing so we knew aetherware vessels filled with water because they cannot withstand the fire and they burst and extinguish the fire. So the Gemara brings a Brisa that seems to challenge this. Says the Gemara, is this to say that according to the rabbis, which is Rabbi Shimon Menanaz they hold that causing extinguishment is permitted because we said even if the fire breaks the new vessels with earthenware full of water it would be okay and according to Rabbi Yossi causing the extinguishment it would be prohibited now, if but we're going to quote you a Braisa that he seems to be teaching the opposite. The Sanya, listen to the following Braisa. One might make a partition in the path of the fire with empty vessels. And with, if they are full, full ones only on material that is not prone to break. When it's exposed to fire. And which are the vessels that they are full of water, they are not prone to break? Only metal vessels. Okay? So this is the opinion of the Chachamim. The sages would only permit metal vessels because they won't break with, with the heat. And Rabbi is more lenient. Shichin, Ukle, Kfar, Hanania, and Arkali Ishtabel, even the earthenware vessels of these two places, Kfar Shichin or Kfar Hanania, you can also use fill of water than upon to break. So in this braisa, we see that both the rabbis, the Tanakam and Rabbi Yossi, agree that it is prohibited to cause extinguishment. However, differently, in a reversal of the position of the Mishnah, Rabbi Rabbi Yossi is more lenient than the rabbis because he added some er, er, earthenware vessels where the Chachamim only said metal vessels. In the Mishnah the Chachamim permitted any earthenware vessels and Rabbi Yossi said no if they are full and they are new. And over here Rabbi Yossi adds some vessels of earthenware as long as they are strong and if you want to tell me that maybe we should reverse the opinions on the Mishnah, and maybe Rabbi Yossi in the Mishnah was a lenient opinion, and maybe Rabbi Shimon Ben was the stringent one. Since the Gemara Rabbi Yossi the kamar, and also to explain this, maybe Rabbi Yossi in the Braisa, he was really. If we say that Rabbi Yossi is lenient and he was telling the stringent opinion of the of the rabbis listen if you want to be stringent and not to permit ethereum vessels so rabbi yesu was telling them but the vessels of two these places you should permit because they don't break the ones of these kfar Shihin and kfar Hanania. so says the gemona after la how can you indeed reverse the opinions on the mishnah we are Rabba Barab Tachlifa, Vishmed Rab, Barabba Barab Tachlifa said in the name of Rab, Man Tanaganam Kibuyasur, who is the Tana that holds that causing extinguishment is private? Rabbi Yoisi is Rabbi Yoisi. So you cannot change the order of the Brisa. Uh, so question stays in its place. Says the Gemora, let's move to 120v3. You're right. You cannot reverse the positions of the Mishnah. But then we to say is that this Braisa, its author is completely rabid. And we're going to use the usual strategy to say that the Braisa is missing words. And this is the proper way to read it. I sin empty vessels and full ones and angels when I make a partition with empty vessels and with full ones that are not prone to break. Velo en kelim shenderkal ishtaber, and these are the vessels that are not prone to break. Klemata khoyes metal vessels, uglekvar shikhin klekvar ganania namim in derkal ishtaber. I also the empty vessels of so kvar shikhin and kvar hanania are also considered not prone to break. Because all this is Rabbi Yossi's opinion. Even the earthenware vessels Kfar are not prone to break. But according to the other opinion, the Chachamim, you can use any vessels, even if they break. But the Gemara says, but hold on, that is also a problem with the Rabbanan. Beramid the rabbana dravanan, look in the following brisa that we're gonna find akasha to both to the rabbana beramid the rabbi shuv draviozi anto draviozi. Why? The sanya, look, aleichya shem kasevloi al bersaro. There's a brayza that says if somebody had in his uh, skin greeting the name of hashem you know some people are a bit meshuganer they took a pen and wrote in the hand shema israel hashem okay okay there's a prohibition to erase it so now you're stuck we're not talking a tattoo we're talking just with ink he wrote the name of god with ink so says the price um if a person had a name of God written on his skin, he should not wash or anoint that area because, sorry, since he will thereby erase the name of Hashem and he is prohibited. Also, he should not stand in a filthy place where there is excrement or urine. Is a disgrace for the name of Hashem? Now, if that person needs to go to the mikvah for a mitzvah, so therefore, he should wrap a blade of reeds, of reed grass, over the name, and then he can descend to the mikvah. Rabbi Yossi says, Actually, he might descend to the mikvah. We even without that, that uh, reads we're blocking the name of Hashem. As long as he doesn't rob the name directly, then it's okay. So we see from this brisa huh, that according to Rabbi Yosi, indirect erasing of the name of God is not a problem, and according to the Chachamim, it's a problem. And in the price of regard, in the mission regarding Shabbos, is the other way around. According to the Chacham, in the first opinion, indirect putting off the fire, it's okay. And according to the obvious, it's not okay. So is a Gemara, shiny awesome. What are you comparing the case of Shabbos with the fire to this case? It's a different case. In the regarding the case of the name of Hashem, the Amar we the verses, the the verse is, is speaking about idolatry. So the verse is commanding the Jewish people: when you go into the land of Israel, any place of idolatry, you shall obliterate their names from that place. But you shall not do so, you shall not do so to Hashem your God. So since the verse specifies. That we should not do this. What is the verse telling us? Only doing directly the irashur would be prohibited. Grammar, shari, but if it happens on its own, it would be permitted. That's why, according to Rabbi Yossi, go to the mikvah, and if it happens indirectly, that is not prohibited. But regarding Shabbos, the same thing. Regarding Shabbos, it says, says you shall not do any melaha and from that you can say i see how Shari." only directly you should not you shouldn't do melaha but if it happens on its own it would be permitted so both things are the same that cannot be an answer the Gemara says you're right you know why it's the real answer according to Rabbi yose when it comes to the case of Shabbos. Because a person is in turmoil over his the threat the threat the threatened loss of his property when the house is get, catching fire, he shall say, if you would permit to do indirect putting of putting out of the fire extinguishment, then he will not extinguish even directly. That's what Rabbi Yoshi prohibits causing fire extinguishment. So again, in the case of the Mishnah. It was more of a reason regarding a fire on Shabbos to be stringent. And to say even indirect putting up of the fire should be forbidden. A person might lose his focus and come even directly to extinguish the fire. When it comes to the name of a shame in the skin, a person is not so preoccupied. There's nothing to be scared that might happen, might go wrong. Says the Gemara, Iyachi the Labanan, the Labanan. but if that is the case also it's difficult between the opinions of the rabbis why according to the Mishnah uh, and the Adam and Shari, if even in the case of the fire of the Mishnah that a person is in turmoil over the fire uh, of the, the loss of the, his property and nevertheless they say is permitted to cause indirect uh, extinguishment of the fire Aha, look, of can, here in the case that he's only going to the Mikvah, for sure, should be permitted to go to the Mikvah. And even if the name gets erased indirectly, it shouldn't be a problem. Says the Gemara of a but hold on. Let's see how you, you're understanding that case of the person that had the name of Hashem in ink. Say, so you really think that over there, the reason why the rabbis say they have to cover the name is because it shouldn't be erased that is not the case why he gave me if that would be the case to put on this uh, blade of reed grass so how did he fasten it on his skin if he tied it tightly to protect the name of hashem not to be erased it's a hatita which is an interposition Meaning to say, if you go to the mikvah, it's only valid if there's nothing interposing between the water and your skin. So, if according to the rabbis, he's putting this parchment for the name of Hashem not to be erased, so the mikvah doesn't count. And, not to make it a chatzitzah, is loose. And therefore water is gonna go in? <laughs> so what does he gain? He's gonna get erased. And if he doesn't do it do it tightly, what is gonna intervene in And the grass will not protect the name from him erase. Radhadigamora says So regarding uh, interposition And if the problem would be also that there's an interposition. Not only the reed is an interposition, even the ink is an interposition. You cannot go with ink or paint if you, if, you, if you don't like it to the mikvah. You have to first take it out. Rather, we have to say that we're talking belacha. We're dealing with moist ink, and that wouldn't be a problem. The sanya. look in the following braysa. If somebody has in his skin blood or ink or honey or milk. If any of these four things they are dry, they the constitute an interruption and the mikvah is not valid. But if they are moist, they are not constituting an interposition. So, so, those, if not for the gra- grass tied around the name, there would be no interposition. The says, kom kasha." But in any case, we're going back to our original question: For what reason do the rabbis require to be something blocking the name of God? Says the Gemara, "Ela for a different reason." you know what is behind the rabbis because it's forbidden for a person to stand in front of the name of God naked you cannot have the name of God facing your nakedness so according to the rabbis block it but loose so when you go to the mikvah the water go in but you're blocking it from looking at your nakedness says the Gemara. Are you implying that according to Rav Yossi it would be okay for somebody to stand naked? That cannot also be the case. No, according to Rav Yossi, you don't need to put a, a grass of reed. Just put your hand and that's enough. If that is the case, only to block the nakedness, so why the Chachamim required to put a grass of something? According to the rabbis also just cover it. Says so the Gimoran. No, in No, because it happened according to the rabbanan. Some person gets distracted, and if he's just blocking with the hand, he might take off the hand and he forgot about it. And now the naked the the the, the name of God is facing the nakedness according to Rabbi that should also be a concern that a person might forget and uncover the name and face the nakedness. Deika Rather, if there's a blade of grass, everybody would agree, the Khohami Rabbi you they should cover it. But what is the dispute in this braisa? Leaduri Agemi. If it's necessary to go out of your way to find uh grass to cover your, the name of God or no. Rabbanon Sabri, just let me read for more, a few more lines and that's it for today. Rabanan Sabri, according to Rabbanan, Behold, Tevila, Bismana, La Mitzvah, immersion at the appointed time is not an obligation. That as soon as you are not anymore impure, According to Rabbanan, you don't have to go to the mikvah. You can wait until next day. So if you want, can, can wait until next day, umadrinan, so go and look for a red reed grass to cover the name of Hashem. But according to Rabbi Yossi he holds Tvila, Vesmana mitvah. But according to Rabbi Yossi, no. In the first instant, you can go to the mikvah, go right away to the mikvah. And therefore, if you don't have any reed, grass available so why without it? So Loma therefore one should therefore not go after red grass if inducer he will force him to postpone his immersion to the mikvah